Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, ¿qué tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door! Winning! No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more live events, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome back to season six of Locatora Radio por Casteras Next Door. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella, which is just a very extra way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. I'm Diosa. And I am Mala. Thanks for tuning in to Capitulo 132-132. Last time on Locatora Radio, we had a little cool down episode. We talked about our travels. We talked about stand-up comedy and we talked about LA Cool Girls. Thank you for tuning in. Leave us a rating, a review and share with a friend. Just some quick updates. Y'all know the drill. 
A quick reminder to follow us across all socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere. And if you happen to be in the market for a brand new Fendom drain and maybe have once aspired to be our human wallet, you can escort yourself to our Venmo at locatora-radio. Remember, this is still, as of this recording, an indie podcast. (laughs) And your support is ever appreciated. Also, if you want to support Latina-owned makeup brand, Vivek Cosmetics, and one of our favorite makeup brands, you can use our affiliate code LocatoraRadio15 at vivekcosmetics.com. Another update, make sure that if you are in the market for new glass, you hit up Mota Glass and you can use our affiliate code MarijuanaP4P for a discount veteran-owned, Latino-owned Mota Glass for your next bong purchase. If you are a marihuanera listening, um, I do have an update. Our next Jokes and Tokes is August 28th. We are back at the Studio Lounge in West Hollywood for Jokes and Tokes. Our event is sponsored by Umo, which is a Mexican-American-owned Salinas Brace flower brand. We're going to have free bong rips at the Umo Mota Glass Bong Bar Um, The Artistry Studio Lounge has food to order to your tables. It's a dispensary and consumption lounge, the only legal consumption lounge in LA. So you can smoke there. I'm producing a stand-up comedy show. I'm hosting DJ Gouda, AKA Crisol, is going to be DJing for us. So you can look out for tickets on Eventbrite. And in Locas por Libros news, shout out to all my Silvia Moreno Garcia fans. We are reading Daughter of Dr. Moreau this month for August. August book of the month is her new release. So you can join us on patreon.com slash locatora underscore productions to join Locas por Libros and read along and join the discussion at the end of the month. And now for the carne of today's episode. This episode is kind of the end of an era in many ways. I mean, it's the end of season six, Podcasteras Next Door. This is our season finale. But we're going to be super duper annoying and cryptic this entire episode and hinting at the ways that another sort of chapter in our podcasting lives is coming to a close, but only to lead to new chapters. So to kind of get into it, we're going to talk about all the podcasts, radio shows, programs that we have outlived as Locatora Radio, because a lot of people are not making it, you guys. Like summer 2022 has been brutal. We're going to start with everybody's favorite, the Bodega Boys. They're gone. They're kaput. We were in shock. Were you in shock? I was in shock. Like when you found out. I was in shock when the Bodega Boys ended like very publicly and very cryptically in a similar way that we're kind of alluding to. Mm -hmm. Um, There there had been rumors because they hadn't put an episode out in over a year. And I, maybe this was naive of me, but I was kind of like, you know, my thought was like, you know, maybe they're in negotiation with a network Mm -hmm. or they're transitioning and they can't put anything out like that happens. And so I was personally thinking like things were still like coming new, new art was dropping, but you know, it turned out it's actually the Bodega Boys daily Twitter account that kind of broke the news. And so they had shared a screenshot of the kid Merrill on Reddit. And he's like, basically saying like the podcast is done. It's a wrap. 
enjoy the back catalog, my pals. And Deez's like response to the tweet uh, or to the picture of the Reddit on Twitter saying, I tried y'all. And like everything exploded. Like, you know, everyone was, there were so many speculate speculations, conspiracy theories. There's been like a ton of, you know, he said this and he said that, but nobody really knows. We're now getting like the very diplomatic responses from both Desus and Mero. So we have our own theories. Lots of the Bodega Hive have their own theories as well. There are a lot of theories out there. There was an article that came out that said that there was a difference of opinion between Jesus and Mero over the handling of their manager, Victor Lopez. Was that his name? Am I making up that name? That's his name. That's his name. Journalism. And that apparently there were complaints from like studio staff about the manager and his treatment of people working on the show behind the scenes and that it got to the point where Victor's behavior led the studio to request that Victor no longer be present for recording sessions. And evidently, according to this article, we'll pull it up. I don't remember who wrote this, but we saw it on Twitter. A journalist wrote it, but, um, (laughs) but apparently, Jesus was basically like, we need to get rid of Victor. This is not cool. And then apparently Mero was like, he's been with us since the beginning, like loyalty. And that that was also a cause of the friction. My whole thing is, I feel like if that's the case, Jesus is going to go on to like be a big time comedy writer, maybe even venture into stand up. And I feel like Mero will go on to like do more acting and is going to maybe like do more hosting. And I hope that Mero sticking with this manager doesn't negatively affect Mero's trajectory. Yeah, I agree. I, I also saw folks like say in their opinion that Jesus had sold out and that he had gone very Hollywood. And like, I think that that's really unfair because they sold a show to Showtime. Like they had like a four season late night comedy show on Showtime. And it's almost like the trajectory was towards Hollywood. So to say that like only one of them sold out and I don't think either of them sold out, but to say that like Deesa sold out because he moved to LA, like I think is really unfair because don't we want our favorite artists, comedians, writers to do well? Like, does that mean that they're selling out because they're suddenly booking a lot of gigs or hosting Jimmy Kimmel like I think it's super unfair and disingenuous like to be like oh they sold out it's some hater shit I have to say no you know well you know what we want you know what we really want at our core as a society we want to bring back like the popper artist class we want to bring back stratified classes that you cannot escape from if you're an artist that's where you live you're the starving artist you're the starving artist you will starve you know um the one thing I will say about the internet is it has allowed so many otherwise starving artists to get a foothold to get an audience claim the IP claim the copyright of what you're making and launch a show that could turn into the Bodega Boys you know which I think is incredible And I think like, to me, what's really sad is that they were the blueprint in so many ways. And I can, like, I think there were definitely parallels between their relationship and ours, whereas they like met on Twitter, we met online, 
you know, they had this indie podcast. They were like doing things like they would talk about on their show. Like Desus was at an event, like uploading the a new episode to the RSS feed while they were at this like big ass event. And I was like, same, like that's us. Mm-hmm. And then to see them get this like really big Showtime deal and win all these awards and go on to interview like incredible people, like it very much felt like this is attainable. This is like something that I could see us doing. And mm-hmm. then to see it end so abruptly without like a farewell, without a goodbye episode, I think it to me is like really disheartening and sad for the hive, for the fans. Very much so. Very much so. I will say that I, I feel like men just handle things very poorly. And I also say this because there was another podcast recently, and I will not name the specific podcast just because I don't need that drama in my life right now. There's another podcast, very popular, very viral on TikTok, doing super well. And within the co-hosts, they had this big blow up, this big issue, and literally from like one hour to the next went from having this cohesive show with this big audience, growing numbers, growing virality to one host locking the other hosts out of all of their social media accounts, changing all the passwords, and then completely blasting them on all of their channels and the RSS feed that they had all built together. And I, I don't know, I just see some of these things happen. And I look back and I think like there is for podcasters where you're all you're doing is talking, you fuckers do not know how to communicate. You guys talk for a living, hours and hours and hours and you don't to each other and you don't know how to communicate and it's astounding yeah. to me. I think we're pretty decent with our communication. I think we're really fucking great at our communication. Yeah, yeah I think we are. And I think that that's an example of like men talking but not saying anything because wow. how can you be talking so much to each other but you're not saying anything of substance anything meaningful it's very strange um but yeah so we have outlived the bodega boys and a number of other notable podcasts so cheers to us and we're gonna leave flowers at the podcast graveyard there's been a lot of latinx programming that has just ended and we're gonna go through the list Yeah, but before we get to the Latinx specific, more so film and television, um, there have been, you know, some of our favorite podcasts that have ended over the years, RIP to those. We love them. We're sad that they're gone, you know, but we're going to talk more about that in a bit. But before, like, we also want to share about another shift that we saw, um, The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Personally, I am not a fan of The Breakfast Club. I cannot get behind Charlemagne. I really can't. Yeah, his, his treatment of of black women, the way he shows up, super unprepared when he interviews black women, like it's just really hard for me to get behind. Yeah, but we're not we're not talking about that today. Yeah, I don't I don't want it to be like oh they they're vouching for the Breakfast Club. No, what we want to talk about no. specifically is like Angela Yee tweeted out something very cryptic. Yes, and she tweeted the Breakfast Club as you know it is coming to an end. Drama, and that was it. Right. And this came after the Bodega Boys news. Uh, These are two very notable shows that lots of people are tuning into. Yeah. And The Breakfast Club is a syndicated show. Like Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. And it's wildly successful. Hate it or love it. It is very successful. And everybody goes to The Breakfast Club. Like they really interview, like they interviewed AOC, right? Yeah. Did they not? I I don't know about AOC. I don't want to say yes. 
but literally like Janet Mock they interviewed Janet Mock Janet Mock was on there that was a very big thing that happened back in 2017 um and they've interviewed a lot of notable people it is one of those things where like if you are someone trying to get the support of the black community, like you want to go on their show. Joe Biden was on uh, the breakfast club via like virtual recording back when he was campaigning. That's when he said like, quote, like if you don't vote for Joe, you ain't black or something along the lines of that. Like, yeah, very cringy. Yeah. He said that <laughs> on their show, which like, right. Oh God, God, why? But anyway, Angela Yee, states that the breakfast club as we know it will no longer be the same it's changing and that's because she's leaving so the the duo of or the trio of charlemagne dj envy and angela Yee is no longer because angela angela Yee is leaving to start her own show her own podcast series uh with some with some other network yeah it's exciting to see quick fact check uh aoc was on the breakfast club which, so, you know, and and this is the thing, this is the dichotomy of media so, so often, right? Like, I feel like folks want, um, I don't know, celebs and figureheads to be like squeaky clean and perfect. Like Charlemagne is somebody who, in in addition to all the horrible things that Diosa has listed, he had this episode where he went on there and he was like, oh, well, by definition, if you really think about it, like the first time I had sex with my wife, I, I raped her. Like that was like a direct quote of Charlemagne's and that was making the rounds at one point. Right. And a lot of virality. And that was years ago, but AOC was also on the show, you know, and I'm like, looking yeah. at the comments and I'm seeing like the very first one that I'm seeing, like a couple weeks ago, I had no idea what Americans are talking about when referring to AOC but like now I know like who she, you know, so it's yeah. just, so it's just, this is not a, a sign off or a good or a bad or a yes or a no. It's just like, this is the media landscape. And when yeah. it comes to getting a message out, like when a show has that reach, folks you, who are trying to get their message across are going to stop yeah. by the show. You want to get on it. Yeah. That's just like, that's just factual. Like, you know, it is. It's just how it works. So yeah. the yeah, so we look forward to seeing what Angela Yee does and tuning into her new show. She has a lot of projects going on. And she's like, I guess, the one sort of anchor in the Breakfast Club that brings in some semblance of like hold research. on a second, research, some semblance, some modicum of research. I'm not saying she does her yeah. research. Right, right. She brings in some level of research. She also, I feel like she tries to do like the devil's advocate where like Charlemagne and DJ Envy are like going off on something. She's like, well, what about if we look at it this way? You know, and so I think mm-hmm. she's definitely that voice of reason, whether you agree or not with her. I think she does play that role. And so I'm interested to see how they're going to fill that spot. Yeah. Um, because even though the Breakfast Club is not ending, we have technically still outlived their current model. So yes, the cast. Yep. Yes. So RIP to that and um Podcasteras Peligrosas.
we just keep going. We just keep trucking. Another RIP, Gordita Chronicles, HBO Max. Super cute show. I did tune in. I did watch it. Very funny. I thought it was clever. I thought that Mm -hmm. Cuckoo was like really well cast. That lead actress is hilarious and so charming. Um, I was surprised to see that it was canceled. I think everyone was surprised because it was one of those shows where you couldn't even blame the ratings. Like it was critically acclaimed. It had great ratings. So it was like, why? Like, why why are y'all like canceling the show? It doesn't make sense. And then after we hear about Gordita Chronicles being canceled, we hear that who's, what's the studio? Who is it? They're not going to release Batgirl. Yeah. HBO. No, sorry. Hold on. Let me go back. Let me Google that real quick. Is it Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers. Because there's some merger happening between these studios and such, such that it like, money-wise and tax-wise and budget-wise makes more sense for them somehow to not release Batgirl. Yeah, so it was for HBO Max, distributed by Warner Brothers. All that gets kind of confusing, I know. But Batgirl is, you know, was a superhero film based on the DC comics. And it was really exciting because Leslie Grace was cast. She is a Dominican singer actress she like got so much praise for her role in in the heights and then was cast as Batgirl and so people were really excited she's a black Latina it would have been like such a fucking huge win it would have been so amazing for her to have this superhero role and then for it to not even be released not even like on streaming services but just completely pulled was super heartbreaking and so disrespectful to all the people that worked on the film. Yeah, it's strange. And it like, it doesn't make sense. And I'm sure that in their abacus and in their, you know, their calculators, their numbers somehow work for them, but it doesn't translate that you spend all these millions making the thing and then you don't, it doesn't cost you to not put it out or you don't need to put it out. Like you're not, like it doesn't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, I'm not a film executive, a streaming service executive, but that just doesn't seem like good math to me. I don't understand. I don't understand it, but hopefully we'll see more of Leslie Grace. I'm sure we will. Hopefully Batgirl, you know, sometimes these things like the news is the news today and then it's completely different in a week. Like these people change their mind. Like, I don't know what. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I mean, as of now, there is a graveyard of Latinx TV shows, some (laughs) of our faves, you know, and like some of our faves that deserved to not be canceled, you know, that were super incredible. We're super amazing were you know shifting the narrative and I think that at at this moment that we're living in as a country like it's really important to tell our stories when there's like a particular narrative being said about Latinos Latinx folks immigrant communities like it's really important that we control our narratives and our stories and they're not letting us so like how do we do it ourselves then yeah totally there is another show that just and this is the thing is like it seems like the shows are getting made but they're giving us one to two season caps. 
So yeah. like another show it's crumbs. is crumbs. Just you, here you go. Que no lloren, and then we're going to cancel it. Yes. You can start it. We will not let you finish it though. Like it's not going to grow. It's not going to get legs. It's not going to get its fan base. Like friends is not more clever or well-written or more beautifully shot or more engaging than any of these shows but they gave friends just years and years and years to become what it is this iconic show whether or not it's actually the stuff like of icons you know that's not really the point it's like you gotta give something room to breathe and for yeah. people to get to know it I mean, another example, I haven't seen Shit's Shit's Creek. Yes, Shit's Creek. So funny. But what someone told me was like the first season, maybe even the second season, like aren't great. But like you have to like grow, you have to like watch it and then it gets so good. Like these other these other shows are really good from season one, episode one, but they're not given that same grace to like grow and get better. It's just like it has to be so fucking monumental amazing groundbreaking from episode one and not that i'm not not that shit's creek is is like mediocre but it's like there are mediocre shows that are getting like 10 seasons seven seasons what have you mm-hmm, and these mm-hmm. these latinx shows aren't getting more than two seasons three seasons at most it's true and you know it's like i think there's also this expectation is the show episode one week one doing numbers is it top 10 streaming when, like you were saying, going back to Schitt's Creek, Schitt's Creek being a little show on pop TV, where it started, first of all, like who's even heard of pop TV? That's where One Day at a Time ended up after losing its streamer. Um, but Schitt's Creek started on pop TV and it wasn't even until like, like you're saying, the third or fourth season that anyone was talking about it, that it got any attention or that it was getting nominated for things. And that's Eugene Levy. Like that's a major A-lister, major, major you know? A-lister. Yeah. So fascinating to see. Um, I think we can think about like Hentified, One Day at a Time, On My Block. There are other shows um, t- to join Gord- that Gordita Chronicles is joining them in the TV show Graveyard. Yeah. Well, On My Block did, I think that one had an actual like close, like that one didn't get canceled, but the rest definitely did. And we're still sad about it years later. Oh yeah, totally, totally sad. And um, so of course, when these things happen, oh, I did want to shout out, there is a new show out on Hulu, watch it or they'll cancel it. It's called This Fool and it's by uh, LA comic, Chris Estrada. Frankie Quinones, AKA Cholo Fit Creeper is also in it. It is hilarious. It is hysterical. It is so funny. Um, if you're from LA, there's a lot of like LA specific stuff in there that you haven't necessarily seen in other shows, which I appreciate. So go watch it. Um, yeah. And then we had a Patty Rodriguez tweet. I think in light of all these cancellations, I think that Patty was then inspired to write this tweet. Yeah. So Patty Rodriguez is formerly of Kiss FM on air with Ryan Seacrest. She's the one of the founders of Little Libros. She even has her own day in LA, y'all. Like Patty is like inspo role model for us. She's been doing it for years. She now has her own podcast and production studios called Sin Miedo. So you might know her as like Sin Miedo Productions or Sin Miedo, she had a jewelry line. So 
we're we're mega fans and whenever she like tweets at us or engages with us we're always super proud and happy and so she tweeted um at us and said you know where we're not erasing latinos locatora radio Facts. and it's and it's true and it's true we're it's not true we will not erase ourselves and that is our promise to you <laughs> we yeah no first of Never. all i think we're too vain to erase ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sec- second of all there is an audio archive of now hundreds of latinx artists culture shifters culture makers musicians poets writers in the rss feed hundreds now over a mm-hmm. hundred so like we cannot erase ourselves and we are not erasing our people our community no no way jose not gonna do it so once again thank y'all for tuning in um it makes a big difference to have such supportive listeners who engage they leave us ratings you guys leave us reviews you share you tweet a, tweet about us you tag us you post about us And all of that gives us motivation to keep going. And as we were sitting down to write the script for today's episode, we were starting to ask ourselves, like, well, why have we outlived all these shows? Like, why have we persevered recording from home, recording indie, no budgets, small budgets, two-person team, you know, like, what is in the sauce? And we figured it out. T- it's, our it's our it's listeners. It's our listeners. It's y'all. It's y'all. It really is. It really is. Because y'all show up for us in all the ways that Mala already listed. And it really is what kept, keeps us going. Even like, you may not even know it, but like since day one, and let me tell you why. Because when Mala and I sat down at La Monarca in Boyle Heights to plan Locatora Radio, where we conceptualize the name, we literally said verbatim, we can do a podcast episode once a month. That was the idea for this show. It was a one episode a month show because this was a passion project. The way that y'all, our listeners came out in waves after episode one and within the first weekend, we grew like our following to a thousand followers, listens to a thousand listens, a thousand downloads in the first, the first day we were like, oh my God, like this is bigger than we realized. This is bigger than we thought. Uh And that pushed us to become to do two episodes a month. We eventually did a weekly show scaled back to twice, twice a month again. And now we're like undergoing like a new transformation. And like y'all have rocked with us season after season, theme after theme, party after party, concept after concept, y'all have been (laughs) here, you know, whether, whether you've been listening since 2016 or you're a new listener, but you started like at episode one, like y'all have been here and like, you have no idea like how that really key has kept us going because this shit is hard. Like doing mm-hmm. things by yourself and by yourself, I mean with us, like entre nos, like without a budget, like without any type of financial backing or support. When we fundraised, <coughs> y'all helped us raise $15,000 and that helped us launch Marihuanera. That helped us become Locatora Productions. Like we don't forget that. We know that like, this is the reason. Oh Yeah. And what a lot of shows, I mean, they're obviously operating at a different scale. They have million dollar budgets. They're on HBO Max, they're on Hulu, but they are dependent on 
studios and budgets and executives and green lights or cancellations. And as long as we want to keep going, we can keep going. Like we're the only ones who can stop us. And so you guys just are that fuel that tells us, yes, we will keep going, in fact, and we're just going to keep growing. So we want to thank you guys. And of course, we want to party with you. Um, we obviously have an opportunity for us to get together and dance. We can close out season six. We can close out the end of this era. We can launch uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. We have two parties coming up in September, two iterations of Bebe Sota. We have a day party on September 11th called Y2 Slay. I wanted to name it Bomba, but Crystal told me no. So it's Y2 Slay, 9-11. You can come again and party with us the night of September 17th at Resident Downtown LA. We're drinking, we're eating, we're dancing. You can find tickets on Eventbrite. Uh, but yeah, until then, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is the last episode of season six. This is our season finale. This is our season finale and also the end of an era. We are coming back at the end of September. So you can look out for our trailer September 28th with a big update, a big surprise, and our first episode of season seven. Can you believe it? Can't Launches believe it. October 5th. So mark your calendars. There is a new era of Locatora Radio coming and we cannot wait to share more. That's it. Besitos. Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, que tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing, and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital, así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria 
bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better. I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal, with more entrepreneurs, more live events, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.